What if you were born with a disease that you always knew would kill you? And then what if all of a sudden you were given a second chance? Well, that's exactly what happened to me. And it's the question that we explore on the new podcast series, Breathless from Snack Labs. Join me, Jeremy Saunders, for a series that explores what it means to live and die, to love and to lose, and what it's like to have your whole life turned upside down and the unexpected challenges that come with a life-saving drug. You can listen to Breathless now, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. ha <laughs> Hello, baby. Hi, my love. Why don't you tell everybody uh, why you're laughing? <laughs> uh, you're shaking your head at me because <laughs> I'm getting into the chakras. You sit down in the studio and you change all the lights. So we have these like <laughs> Philips Hue lighting in the studio, which like it's pretty much just smart lighting and you can change the colors of them. And you change the lighting in here to just like deep red. And I'm like, what the fuck? Are you getting ready to murder me before we record? It's like this little cave and it's 1030 in the morning out in the rest of the world. But here we are. In this dark red room. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you were saying that you you want to get gonna... into color therapy and uh, tap into your, <laughs> uh, your sacral chakra, your sex chakra, and your creativity chakra. So why don't you just tell everybody about, about your plans there? <laughs> That's my wife, everybody. <laughs> That's my fucking wife. Uh, just uh, kidding. Don't don't dive into that. No, um, no, no. I am. This oh, is. Oh, right, you yeah. want to? Well, for well, I might as well just address that the red is for the root chakra. So that's your first chakra down ah. at the, in your pelvic floor, everybody. Ah, yes. So if you could just take a quick minute, <laughs> uh, close your eyes. Okay. And draw your attention. Oh, come on. Come on now. <laughs> come on. I think one day we'll do that. One day we'll go there. I'm but, sure there's a lot of people listening right now that are like, Jeremy, let her do it. Yeah. And they're really into it. So yes, I'm, <laughs> it's something I'm not very interested in, but hey, 
I'm malleable. I, I kissed a guy one time, so. I'm not ready to talk about it yet, but we yeah. will get into it down the road when I've done a little practice with it. Let's do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, we do have something to talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, we received a pretty interesting little invitation the mm-hmm. other day. Um, yeah. Actually, you know what's really interesting is since this podcast has started, uh, uh, I've been approached by uh, two couples now. Okay. <laughs> Basically, uh, the other night we did a little like chat for everybody. We did a little foreplay segment. And afterwards, because we were talking about threesomes mm-hmm. at that event, That's which right. I think we should do for the podcast at some point because it was specifically very- male, male, female threesomes. That's right. Yeah. And we also talked about foursomes a little bit. And you had left. I was sticking around to have some drinks, and then someone came up to me with a receipt from a different store, and on the back it said, if you ever want to have a foursome, 902, and the rest blah, blah, of the blah. number, uh, glasses plus beard at Good Robot Valentine's. The glasses was the girl, the beard was the guy. Oh, do you know who they were? I don't, but I know someone who does know who they oh. are. Oh. So, babe, if you're ever up for... Uh, What's well, with you getting all the propositions? I don't know. I haven't gotten that kind of fan you know mail why? whatsoever. I think I know why. It's making me feel a little insecure, guys. No, I think it's because you are you you are so sexy. You're, it's intimidating. That's a really great line. You like um, that? How many times have you used that to score? I say that to all my girls. Yeah, I got to write that one down. <laughs> what did you say? I forget. <clears throat> um, but. Talking about foursomes and talking about threesomes and talking about uh, plenty of sex, why don't you tell everybody what the invite we received the other day was? I think. Well, it seems to me that we got invited to a sex party, um, a private event, invite only, um, with a, 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 a bunch of other folks. I assume we don't know. Maybe we do know some of them that will be there uh, at a spa-ish place. Yeah. So uh, here, let me read the invitation. Um, We've invited a short list of some of our more open-minded and progressive friends to attend as swimwear and bathrobes are encouraged, but clothing will be optional. No clothes. That's, that's the bit. That's one big one. Uh, This is a private party. So we may do anything we wish except smoke. (laughs) There is a small side door for those who wish to smoke. This is a clothing optional event, so nudity is acceptable, but not required. Downstairs at the spa, there is a blacked out cast iron fence maze with a glory hole and a sex swing at the end of it for those who wish to take things to the next level. And there's a whole bunch of other stuff, uh, you know, don't bring glass bottles, blah, 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 uh, what to bring, you know, flip-flops, towel, swimsuit, bathrobe, alcohol. I've made note of all these things for yeah. the planning of our own orgy. The spa provides free condoms and lube and also has an adult novelty sales section for those who wish to purchase something they may have forgotten. They also sell a variety of snacks, <laughs> canned soups. <laughs> Canned soups and non-alcoholic beverages. That's the I think like that is I'm the sorry, weirdest. What? I know that is the weirdest thing. <laughs> it's like, I did not pick that up. You didn't see the canned soups part. <laughs> who's who's buying canned soups at the sex party? <laughs> oh wait, no, it's, I it's know for what food play. It's for food play. Yeah, it's for messy shit. Yeah, that's right. Getting all messy with your food. Yeah. Of Ew. course, that makes so much Getting sense. Getting messy and canned soup. Yeah, some people love that, babe. I wouldn't be you're my not, food you're of not choice. Into that? Oh well, no, I would probably use something like um I'd use whipped cream, a syrup, like it's like like sweet and sticky. That's what I'd go for. Really? Yeah. 
Sticky is interesting. Yeah, I never really thought about or like sweet and slippery. Let, let me yeah, let me rephrase that. Sweet and slippery. What, what about savory and slippery? Like the mm. blood of a Oh no, no. Uh yeah, I could get in, I could get into some s- like animal blood. Yeah. yeah, but that would probably give you E coli. Yeah. <laughs> so so no. Safe sex, everyone. <laughs> so, um there's a it's basically a a a, 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 a sex party. <laughs> We've been invited to a swingers sex party. Mm. Um, and, uh, sounds awesome. There's a lot of really positive qualities about uh, the idea of that. And some of the stuff I was reading there, there's upwards of 70 to 80 people probably going to be attending. Uh, that's a lot of people. Mm -hmm. So what do you think? Well, it's this week. It's literally, it is, we release this on Wednesdays. It's tomorrow. Yeah. No. Yeah. So I think for me, I'm really into the idea of that, but I think I need a little more time to prepare. First of all, I have nothing to wear and I know it's clothing optional. I was like, uh, babe, that's perfect. No. (laughs) (laughs) That's, you have nothing to wear. Great. That's what you wear. Less is literally more. I want to feel, I like clothing though. I like Mm. to wear, not like my jeans, but like I'd want to wear something really Hot. I'd like to wear like some crazy leather. Yeah. I'd like to wear some latex. Yeah. I think. Uh, whoa. I don't think it's that kind of party though. Well, but they're pretty open minded. So I feel like if you walked in there wearing like, I don't know, what about a, a full on latex bikini? suit? Oh, yeah. That'd be fucking super hot and yeah. cool. Yeah. I like, I, I, I feel one? like if we're going to go to like, so did we talk about Wicked on the podcast at all? No, we haven't talked about it. Well, when we. Back in our our back in our heyday, uh, we went to a place called Wicked in Toronto. It was a sex club um, that it no longer exists, unfortunately. But uh, we had a really great time. But when we went to Wicked, we dressed up as if we were going to the club. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when you go upstairs, they're like, "Well, take all those clothes off because all you yeah. get is this towel, and that's that is the rule." Yeah. Um, and people I, in there were not just dressed like they were going to the club. They were dressed in like. Slutty, like oh, the it, yeah, yeah, stuff it was, yeah, too, yeah, yeah. Um, but I feel like this thing, like that, we're going to is going to be like a complete fucking variety show. Yeah, it's gonna, you're gonna get every walk of life. Yeah, people just walking around in their like normal clothing. Mm-hmm. People walking around with just the towel that's provided. People yeah. walking around in like a furry costume. You know, at a spa, really, maybe. That would okay. That I just feel like that'd be super uncomfortable to be. Well, in. it would be uncomfortable if you were in the furry suit That's and in the hot tub. Yeah, sure. <laughs> or like in the in the sauna. Wait a second. But I don't think the whole spa itself is just one giant sauna, is it? <laughs> Do you think people sit in the hot tub in their in their furry suits? How oh, Christ, I hope not. How ridiculous would that look? It would look pretty cool. Actually, yeah. It looked like an amazing music video. <laughs> or like a or like a land on a different planet where Interspecies just like mm. hang out with each other more. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I okay. So all I, right. So actually. let's now come I'm back more, to it. Now You're, I'm more likely to go. I um, you, you don't have anything to wear. I don't have anything to wear, and uh, and also it's a bit more complicated to make decisions to do an event like that now that we have other people involved. Mm, yeah, yeah. This is a good topic um, because. Yeah. So there's this interesting thing, right? Where you and I are polyamorous and we tell people that. And oftentimes people assume like, oh, that just means that you guys can go out and like fuck whoever you want. And it's all good with the two of you, which, 
yeah, pretty much. Like we can go out and have a very active sex life with other people. Um, and for you and I, that's okay. As long as, you know, we're communicating to each other what we're up to. Yeah. And we definitely worked up to that in stages. Oh yeah. Yeah. A lot of stages, like from dipping your pinky toe into the deep end and then eventually working your way towards, you know, diving in fully. To the crotch. Yeah. yeah from, yes. Yeah. Yes. Muff diving, obviously, <laughs> is what we're talking about here. Um, and that took a, a while. And so we were doing that for a long time. But now we're in this um, sort of new territory where we are in, uh, well, I'll speak for myself. Mm-hmm. I'm in another committed relationship. Right. I have, I'm, I'm in love with another person. She is in love with me. Um, and we are in like a, a serious relationship. Mm-hmm. Now, Becca and I are kind of exclusive right now, like mm-hmm. seeing each other exclusively. Um, except you're a part of the picture as well. Right. And, and so there's this weird thing. It's like when Beck and I started seeing each other, you, you and I were together, obviously. And so that was like a, a constant from the very beginning. Um, but then things got really serious and we like, you know, f- fell in love with each other and, and she's totally okay with the idea of you and I, but the idea of like, me and somebody else, mm-hmm. it there's still it, like it's not a totally okay thing. Yeah, while I'm, I couldn't care. You couldn't I mean, give a fuck. Yeah, I, you can. Care I less. could. I could care less. You probably care. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> um, but you could have. You could be seeing someone else as well, right? Or sleeping with someone else as right. well. And so it's it's an interesting and and I you know um, and I'm in the same I'm kind of in the same boat where it's like. The idea, the thought of Becca seeing somebody else, mm-hmm. it it definitely doesn't make me feel good. But there's, I know that there is so much room and so much space for that to be a possibility. Yeah. Um, we, the two of us just need to like get on board with that. Yeah. Now she has this interesting thing though, where she's like, well, if it's you and Bridie doing your own thing, I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. So I brought up this invite to her. Yep. I was like, yo, Becca, we got invited to a sex party. And it was clear on her face that there was like some discomfort there. Mm-hmm. And so we had a chat about it. We, we sat down and we talked about it. And um, and she basically, she she mm-hmm. said, um, yeah, I'm, I'm okay with this. I'm okay with the two of you going and doing that. Um, but I probably just won't listen to that episode if you guys talk about your experience afterwards, because because right. I, I don't really want to hear it. But she was like, I totally support what you guys are up to. And I know that you, the two of you have worked on this, like on this relationship that you have to be open with each other and see other people. And I would never want to take that away from you. Yeah. Whereas if I was going to be like, Hey Becca, uh, I'm going on a date with someone, um, just me and this person, and I'm probably going to sleep with them. That would that would be a completely different picture. Yeah, hundred percent. How fucking it, like how it's so <laughs> it's, complex. It's crazy because you because I didn't see this coming. Like I didn't, didn't even think about this. I didn't even cross my mind that and, that would be a thing. And yeah, and uh, you know, we did all this like w- you do all this work to set up your boundaries and like revisit them and try to put things in place to avoid um, like accidentally. Uh, hurting one another or whatever and 
and then you just the, some of them just end up not fucking uh, mattering whatsoever. Like little things that you thought might bug you totally don't, and then something some completely new scenario comes out of the out of the blue. And going from what how we started, which was more of an open style relationship, which was no getting romantic, no emotions involved, mm. to 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 making a transition into polyamory, and there is a difference. We're learning and feeling. I don't even think we established that we were going to be in, be practicing polyamory until it kind of happened. It just happened, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I remember, emotions I remember did the get first involved. time you told me, I remember the first time you told me that you were in, in love mm-hmm. with someone else. And I was like, say what? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> but when you told me, it was easier for me to kind of process that because I understood. You've been through it. Yeah. 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 Not to say that I didn't have challenges with it, but Yeah. Now you are kind you're in a in a a budding relationship right now. Um are you are you comfortable talking about like cuz I know you ran this by him the 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 event the yeah. sex party. Um I don't want to say <clears throat> I don't want to say too much cuz I know that not everybody feels comfortable with their stuff being talked about on a podcast. Yeah. Becca is fully aware. Yeah. And she's so game. She'll <clears throat> she'll be on the podcast sometime, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, <coughs> so th- running it by uh, running it by him was not challenging. I feel very comfortable, you know, saying it. I wasn't feeling intimidated about the idea of even bringing it up, which in the past is the kind of thing that would have just made me feel like sick to my stomach. Mm. But I think I'm really aware that this kind of event is has always been a practice with us in our sexual relationship since pretty early on, having sex with and around other people. Mm-hmm. And so for me, this kind of event or this kind of party would be, it's almost... Um, one, it feels kind of like a business event. Like yeah. it's the business we're in now. <laughs> yeah, we're we're literally just hoping to find some more guests for the show. <laughs> and and then you know, the while, other... while we're getting while I'm getting my dick sucked in that glory hole, I'm going to be like, uh, hey, you on the other side? Uh, do you want to be on our podcast? <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> that was a horrible impression. <laughs> Give me a good. Blowjob. Uh, this is a this is a blowjob. This is like like one of those really aggressive blowjobs that like um, that not everybody is into, but some people are. That's. Crazy. Are we gonna have to kick up that? <laughs> Holy fuck! No, <laughs> that was awful. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know that game, you know that game in high school where um where you you would play you'd like sit in a restaurant with your friends and you go penis and then someone else would be like penis and then someone else would be like penis and you'd see how how loudly you could say penis. Well, that was a game. I, you, I, you're a little bit older than me, Brady. It's it was a it was a younger game. Uh that's the new game that me and Dave Culligan have in public where we go blah 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 blah. <laughs> I can't. There's so many people listening to this going, how the fuck did Bridie marry this guy? Oh, God. Are you kidding me? (laughs) 
Oh, everyone knows that the key to someone's heart is making them laugh. Um, That's right. Oh, gosh. Just give me a second to catch my breath. <laughs> um, <laughs> Jesus. Where were we? Uh, I honestly have no idea. Uh, <laughs> we were talking about your boyfriend and and how. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, yeah. So, yeah. First of all. It's, you know, business. And then second of all, it is, um, it's just like, it's a part of how we express our relationship sexually is these kinds of things. And, you know, maybe it's very much like going to Wicked where if we decide to go, then we set up some ground rules where it, we're mm-hmm. only going to engage with each other there. Yeah. Which is exactly what we did at, at Wicked. Yeah. We should tell that story someday. Yeah. Uh, it's a good story. We should, we should have it for the start of the podcast at some point. Yeah. Not today. Um, not today. Not today. Um, well, let's, let's, uh, let's move forward. I, I guess we're, we're, we're probably going to go to this yep. party. Maybe it's a masquerade. So I, I, I feel like if we are going to go, we've got to get some masks somewhere. Uh, we have a few Halloween masks. Got a couple of masks. Very spooky Halloween masks. We'd be those shitheads that show up scaring the fuck out of everybody at the. <laughs> we have to do that. At the, at the sex party. We have to do that. I was wearing a possessed nun mask on my face uh, with my cock out. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that'll be fun. It'll be mm-hmm. interesting if we go. And yeah. if we do. We'll I can guarantee, it. yeah, guarantee you we'll tell you guys all You'll about You'll be the first experience. to know. You'll be the first to know. <laughs> um, okay. Did you want to answer some, uh, we got a fan question. Oh, we, got, we actually got some fan questions. I think what we should do is just leave it to one question per episode. Uh, but hey, while Bridie's bringing up that question, if you have one, uh, send it to us at termionpodcast at gmail.com, or you can go straight to our website and uh, there's a way to submit your questions via the, the contact us form there. So www.termionpodcast.com and uh, just click the contact us button. Uh, what do you got? So a question from Ashley. As a 25-year-old who struggles with severe depression, which triggers low sex drive, do you guys have any suggestions on how to get into the mood? I'm in a nine-year relationship, and I want to be young and free and sexually charged, but my brain seems to think differently. Mm, yeah, that's uh, I love that question, but I, I definitely want to preface this our answer to this by first off saying... Um, I can't, I've never taken any antidepressants before. And she doesn't say she's on them. Right. But they do suppress your sex drive. Yes, I do know that that is a part of that. That's what I've heard from other people I know. Um, And so if she is on antidepressants, I can't speak to that. Um, But I can speak to uh, going through states of a low libido, Mm -hmm. you know, where like my libido has completely dropped off. And, and I think you can probably speak to that as well. Um, so let's, let's do that. Let's speak like what, Bridie, what do you do when you're feeling like your sex drive is kaput, but you want to like make it, you want to ramp it up? Um, well, I masturbate. That's what I do. Mm. Honestly, if a few days go by and I realize that, you know, my head it's kind of like meditating or doing a yoga practice. If I'm going through a, a couple of days of my life and I I realize that like I haven't gotten off in a couple of days, I can tell that it has been affecting my mood and like affecting my breath. But like you can you can like masturbate and not come and go f- 
just be super turned on all day and go find your partner as soon as you can and mm. kind of unleash that on them. Um, but but also, even when I'm not like I'm not walking around feeling turned on, but I want to have some sort of sexual connection with my partner with Jeremy, I would. Um, I just like invite him to come lay down with me and like, you know, just be close to me and maybe like give me a massage if I can talk him into it, which he doesn't mm. really do enough because it hurts his thumbs. No, it, well, it, I have learned to give massages without hurting my thumbs. Just I so you know. have yet to benefit uh, from this well, wisdom yeah, that you have. Well, well, maybe you'll get one soon. <laughs> the thing that I find that helps me big time is especially when I'm feeling like really um, not myself. Um, is doing things that make me feel really sexy. Right. Right. So like when I go to see Jen, my barber and get mm-hmm. my hair cut, yeah. I come out of there and I'm like, I feel like a million fucking bucks. Right. I feel like I could just like hop right on to seeking arrangements and, <laughs> and set up seven dates right now. Uh, you know what I mean? Like it just, I feel good. I feel sexy doing that. And I know that there's a lot of, we actually just had a conversation with, um, with Kyla, a model, mm-hmm. uh, and that episode will come out, you know, in a, in a number of weeks. But she was talking about how she feels really confident in her body, and one of the things that sh- that she finds helps with that is just like is taking time to like make herself feel sexy, and then taking like shots of herself, like like oh yeah, selfies, sexy selfies, like sexy selfies, and then and figuring out like which angles look good, and and then looking at them and just fucking deleting them, like yeah, that was her like, response to us asking her what um like what do you do to get comfortable in your own skin? Yeah, and I think that's a di- maybe a different question, but for me, but I think they're linked. It's like if you if you are if you're not comfortable, it I feel like that is such a key element to to having. A really strong sex drive. Like if you look good, you feel good? Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. But for me, yeah, for sure. And what I was going to say is for me, I feel my most sexiest when I'm in touch with my own body. Mm. And so when I say like, oh, I just like masturbate and then I'm in the mood, it's what I really mean is I'll like, I'll go sp- spend some time with my body. Mm. Right. And I don't, and it doesn't, it's not, doesn't come from like a, I'm going to think about this like sexual fantasy and like, or watch some porn or read some erotica, all really great options as well. But I, it's more, it's more like, I'm going to just go put my hands on myself. Yeah. I think the other thing that, and this is, I th- this might be from like strictly from a guy's perspective. Cause I think it has to, it links, it links directly into like, testosterone levels and things. But, uh, when I was training for that whitewater kayaking expedition, I did a number of years ago and I hired a a personal trainer and I was like working out hardcore every day, man, I was like a, I was like this ape that just like, I just had to have sex all the time. That's true. I remember that. That's, that is exactly when we were talking about, that's exactly when we went to Wicked. That was just around the same time. Yeah. And I, so I wonder, and I wonder if there is something to that tour, like for females where it's like, if you get, well, if adrenaline. you get it physical and get it, that adrenaline going, um, if it could help. Cause I know that, th- that physical activity is really important for people who are suffering from depression, yeah. whether that's like seasonal depression or chronic depression, yeah. like physical activity is just, I mean, it's, it's, it's help, key for it's your key, mood, no matter what, no matter what. Right. Um, yeah. I, so I, you know, I hope we were able to shed some light on that, even though, I, even though I feel like the depression thing is something that I, we definitely aren't, um, doctors and we definitely aren't qualified to like 
talk to that. But the, if there is someone who's listening, who's like, oh, well, I know the answer, I know to, the that. answer to that. <laughs> yeah. There's a pill you can get. Uh, it's called this. Uh, just hit us up. Let us know. Uh, shoot us an email. Like I said, we love hearing from uh, this community that we're building. Uh, we want to hear from you. Uh, we want to encourage these conversations. So uh, please reach out to us. And if you have something uh, worth worth feeding on to, to to Ashley, we'd love to send it to her. Honestly, getting email is the new, like getting snail mail. So I just mm. love it. I yeah. just, I, I'm excited about all of it. Be our pen pal. <laughs> uh, sweet. Well, my love, uh, let's, let's throw it to this week's conversation. I'm really excited about this one. I'm really excited about this one too, because this, I feel like this is, uh, I, I mean, I don't want to put too much weight onto it, but this is like the, 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 the quintessential conversation I was hoping we would find through this podcast. Like when we had this conversation with Stu, I came out of that going, yes, this is what I want. Like I, I'm so into what we just, what we just produced there. And it was, it was so great. It was a fascinatingly interesting conversation. A wonderful, beautiful guest. Um, it was a male. I feel like we're not going to have a lot of male guests on this show. Oh, no, we are. Yeah? Okay, yeah. I hope so. I hope so. Um, and uh, yeah, Stu's just a fucking incredible guy. And I feel like the listeners are really going to enjoy it. Yeah, he's really well known and really well cared about in this particular community we're finding. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, so throw it up for... Throw our, it up. <laughs> throw up all over it. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? That's what we're into this week uh, with Stu. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Can we just, before we get too deep into the conversation, uh, Stu, uh, yeah. welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. Uh, why don't you tell the listeners what the fuck you're wearing right now? Oh, uh, I'm wearing my socks because it's a little chilly in here. Yeah. Um, oh, and I'm just wearing my underwear. <laughs> and, and that's it. Because if you know Stu Metz or Buster Price, which is my burlesque alter ego, uh, then if people learned that I was wearing my pants while I was doing this, they would be very upset. Oh. Well, I have to also say is that your underwear is quite unique because it looks from the front like a jockstrap slash or thong, uh, you know, just a little pouch to hold the junk. But then the uh, the rear end of your underwear is non-existent. <laughs> there is, li- you're pretty much wearing a jockstrap. I mean, that's pretty much it. Well, I felt like, you know, if I'm going to, if I'm going to make a splash on Turn Me On podcast, then I should be wearing the uh, underwear that is a little assless. Well, don't make too much of a splash because we left the towels at home. Uh, I'm leaving. (laughs) I love it because it's an audio podcast. Here, hang on. I'll stand up. Oh, yeah. Let's get some. Let's stand up and get some. Get a little bit of action Oh, my God. They say things on them. Do they say addicted? Oh, my God. Now. um, Perfect. We're in the sick boy recordings to you. Whose chair is that? Uh, that would be Taylor's chair. <laughs> I can't wait for him to hear this. So there you are, Taylor. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, so, hey, Stu, welcome to the welcome to the show. Thanks for having me on. Hey, thanks for coming in. This is uh, this is awesome. Um, 
We so I mean the listeners don't know this, but uh, sometimes we record these episodes in little batches, mm-hmm. and uh, we actually just finished our recording with uh, uh, Tied Up Tea, our little uh, rope rope play episode. That was um, fantastic to watch. You both look like you had a really good time. I had a great time. Mm-hmm. I had a fantastic time. Uh, now you and T know each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys uh, hang out and and tie each other up, or or do you get tied? Is is it you get tied mostly? Uh, I do not know how to even tie my shoes. Okay. So I will leave the tying expertise to the professional. Amazing. Do you not know uh, how to tie your shoes? Cause you kind of get excited and out I, of breath I, when you're, I just get like, oh, I'm doing it wrong. You know what? Forget it. If I trip, whatever. You just go over to tied up T's house and she's like, I'll tie your shoes for you. Yeah. And I'll pretty, tie your it's face. pretty much. Yeah. She lives <laughs> your butt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Stu, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, I am a uh, full-time photographer and uh, production house uh, company owner. Uh, but on the midnight, you know, on the flip side of the day, I do uh, burlesque. Oh. So I'm a burlesque performer. And people say that, uh, and I do, uh, I will strip at uh, like bachelorettes and things like that. Um, so people say that that's on the stripper side of things. So, But I don't consider myself a full stripper. I just consider myself a, a burlesque performer that performs offstage as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, were you in Magic Mike? They called me up and uh, <laughs> they were going to get me to take over for Kevin Nash. But okay, yes, uh, he course. was really adamant about being in that film. And I said, well, I'm not going to take your dream away from your brother. So. <laughs> so, oh, that's so kind so of you. Kind I know. Of you. I was thinking of him. So you um, are so humble. <laughs> can you remind me what, what's your burlesque persona? So um, way back in 2010, um, I was able to uh, fulfill kind of a dream that I never knew existed um, and become a burlesque performer. And uh, I picked a name that I felt would kind of. Uh, give a little throwback to my life prior to 2010. So uh, my first name is Buster, which goes out to my dad, uh, who just until recently is now in in just 2016 has become a big fan of me. Um, But, as a burlesque uh, person or as a human as a, being? As a, well, <laughs> human general. As, as a burlesque person. But it's a throwback to uh, Buster Keating, like the yeah. silent film star Buster Keating. So great. And then Price, uh, if if you can see it over here, which the people at home can't see, but uh, I do have a portrait of Vincent Price on my arm. Wow. So that's where Price comes from. So it's Buster, Buster Price. Buster Price. Yeah. Very cool. I like that. I like it too. It's going it, to pop too. Yeah. I was going to ask if, it, if there's a, um, you know, the whole... Uh, find your porn star name by taking your your first pet's name, uh, first name, and then your street. Um, is it anything like that in the in the like? Is there no, a, is there an equation to bring up your because that would be Chico Barbara, Chico Barbara. Wow, so if sweet I, lord, I love that. So I say uh, I say that uh, that I've uh, I've I've figured that out a long time ago, and then uh, one of my one of my very good friends, Rush Vital, uh, if I ever do drag. I will be Chico Barbara. Chico Barbara. I would be Tasha Spring. Tasha Spring. That's a good one. Yeah. I like that. One. Yeah. I would be Eric Hallmark. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great porn name. <laughs> Eric Hallmark. Yeah, it's uh, it's reeks of sex. Um, so, Stu, you seem to be a, a pretty, um, I don't know, pretty like like physically confident, um, uh, sexually aware being. Um, let's, let's take it back. How old are you? 
So I will turn 37 in June. Okay. Yeah. And uh, what's what were what was like the origin of your sex life? So I grew up uh, a super super Christian kid. Um, and if any of you out there have ever seen the documentary Jesus Camp, oh fuck yeah, yeah. So it was pretty much that. Get out of here. Yeah. Wow. It was, it was very. Uh, it's very Christian. I don't have any regrets. It made me the nice person I am today. All I did was uh, at a certain point in life uh, drop off the dogma part and keep the good good people part. Right. Great. And um, so like everybody else is like, oh, I've been in high school. Well, not everybody else, but a lot of people, uh, all, and maybe in high school or maybe before high school were getting into sex and all that sort of thing. Mine was, I did not have my first sexual experience until I was 19. Okay. So, I mean, that's not, that's not crazy I was almost long. 19. Yeah. I, I, I was, uh, how, how old was I when I, uh, Don't look at me. I uh, wasn't there. Brian, how old was I? <laughs> you should know this. Uh, I was probably about like 16, 15 or 16, like with a, with a, with a real, I think I lost my virginity at 16, but, uh, yeah. I, I think I touched a boob when I was 14. It was awesome. Um, but yeah, I don't think 19's that crazy. Um, maybe, maybe I guess, you know, like socially at the time it might, f- did it feel like it was really late? Um, because I had to be like kind of, uh, because I was a very Christian kid and, and it wasn't like it was a forced thing. It was like, I was like, yeah, I'm so excited and happy to be a Christian kid and yeah. walking around high school with my Bible and all that sort of thing. And, uh, but um, so thinking about sex and everything like that, in my mind, was at the time conditioned to be like, oh, you can't think about sex. That's bad. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really think about it. So I was one of those kids that just went on and was never really thought about sex in a, in, a, in a way of being like you're alone in your room and all that sort of thing and having those thoughts because as soon as I would think about sex, I'd be like, oh, no, I can't think about that. That's Satan's getting Jesus in. and yeah, yeah, exactly and all that sort of stuff. So When, when was the first time you jerked off? First time I jerked off was probably 18 years old. And it was because I watched, I think it was a, a, or not a, a Nightmare on Elm Street film that I got from, that I rented from a local uh, corner store up at my house. And there was nudity in it. And uh, I was a sheltered kid who didn't get to see a lot of nudity. So. Um, as soon as that nipple hit the screen, oh, you were like, baby. Oh, I gotta go. I oh, love baby. that it came from a horror movie. Yeah. 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 Me too. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. That's, That's awesome. awesome. That was a very, uh, that was the scene that uh, got rewound a lot. Now, did you have the urge to jerk off before this? And you were like, nope. Yep. Okay. And then yep. once you saw that, once you saw that, that full frontal, you were like, oh shit, I and, have to take care of this. Yeah. And as I got older, like as I was get, approaching like 18, 19, the whole like, being crazy happy to be a Christian kid was starting to die off for me. Um, without going too far into it, I was I was a kid that was obsessed with looking for, was like literally obsessed with uh, uh, like doing a book report on the Bible. Right. So I was oh, wow. like reading different things, but then I started comparing other Bibles and finding inconsistencies. And that w- that's a whole other story for another time. But like, is it, that is that one of the driving factors of what made you kind of fall off the 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 bandwagon? It did. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that's so fascinating. Yeah, isn't that nuts? That is a that would be a really interesting conversation. Yeah. Um uh I I am curious just to come back to your 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 first experience in mm-hmm. in masturbation. Yeah. Considering how you were so um you know so in 
in deep with uh, Christianity and religion and, and pushing away to those thoughts. Uh, were you racked with guilt after after that experience? And also, what were you doing watching a horror movie, being a Christian kid? That doesn't seem like the, 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 the right type of movie for you. <laughs> so in the summer times uh, back home in St. John, my parents, uh, they uh, 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 would leave and go to uh, St. Martin's, New Brunswick. Because uh, I'm from St. John, New Brunswick. And they would go to St. Martin's, New Brunswick for the pretty much the entire summer. Right. And just leave me with keys and I'd be a key kid for, for the summer. And... Uh, you know, I just would rent movies or watch cartoons or watch TV and, you know, pull my bed mattress into the living room because I was terrified that something was going to come get me if I didn't stay in the living room where I could hear everything in the house. Yeah, right. Um, yeah. And then uh, a friend of mine was like, well, what are you watching? Why don't you rent a horror film or something? And I was like, all right, fine. I'll, I'll rent a horror film. I can do it. I'll do what this. A I'll rebel. rent a horror Oh, yeah. I know, right? <laughs> So I, I watched that horror film and, uh, you know, I watched that and then, you know, like this had been kind of a summer where I just kind of was like falling off of the religion and then, you know, seeing, seeing a booby and boob. uh, seeing a boob in a film, uh, wakes, wakes, wakes you up, gives, gets you erect. And I was just like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to go take care of this right now because oh. I've never done it. I've never fed the monster and I'm just going to do it. Dude, how? how much cum was, came out of you? Like how, like, you know what I mean? Like how backed up were you? Uh, it must've been like a lifetime's worth. <laughs> but think, have you talked about this stuff with your friends before? Not really no. because a lot of my friends were like super <laughs> uber Christian kids as well. Okay. So like, like we would get to like hand holding and then be like, whoa, slow down. Yeah. Like mm. we're going to get into negative territory. Were you having a lot of wet dreams like leading up to that point? Uh, tons. Oh yeah. 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 The only time that you can't really control yourself, obviously in your sexual desires is when you're sleeping and you're dreaming. Mm. And I had quite a few. And was there, was there guilt associated with those experiences? I don't think there was because, uh, you can't control your dreams, right? You can't control it. I would just wake up and, uh, that was right around the time that my dad uh, showed me how to use the washing machine, so I could oh, take perfect. care of business perfect. without. Uh, I feel like there was probably some correlation between those events <laughs> on his part. Yeah, I was like this is the. Time. He's like, why? Yeah, why is there coming these sheets every yeah. goddamn morning? What's going on? Why is he using the washing machine almost every day? <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so, at what point did it start to? Um, did your your sexual exploration? go beyond touching yourself to including somebody else within that experience? Well, um, <laughs> once I masturbated that first time, that was like all of a sudden I've let off the floodgate. Uh -huh. Like, honestly, you get your first orgasm there, and it's a real orgasm. It's not one that you've thought up in your head. It's, it's, a, it's an actual, like... You've just orgasmed them it's all It's enough over. to literally change your religion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm a Satanist now. <laughs> <laughs> Figuratively and literally. Um, uh, so um, then uh, I started to let things uh, in my life happen. Like uh, a girl that I liked, uh, she was two uh, grades ahead of me in high school, and we kind of reconnected. And... Uh, there was many times that she would, uh, she, she was old, she had a license, she had a car, we would drive around. And there were many a times that she would uh, pull up in my parents' driveway to drop me off and then give me a hand job literally right before I go in the house. Whoa, nice. cool. Right and, I, in front and of the house. honestly, at the time, 
uh, I felt like such a badass. Yeah. Because yeah. I just went in, and my room in my parents' house, because they were going to have more kids, they had uh, built me a room in the basement. So I was able to just kind of come in the door and go down into the basement. And Was there an aspect to that that you, that you maybe also kind of got off to? The fact that, like, you know, you're... you're you're right in the driveway. Someone might be able to see something happening, you know, and oh, I mean, or- I'm sure if any, I mean, uh, I did. And, uh, the answer to the second part of that question, if anybody walked out on the drive, cause there's a double driveway. So it was like our, our cars on one side of the driveway and our neighbor's cars on the other side of the driveway. And I'm sure if our neighbors or anyone from my parents' house walked out I mean, it's a it's a tiny Jeep with the windows all steamed up. Man, yeah, as a right, teenage girl, I I gave so many risky hand jobs. Uh, I think that that was like a huge turn on for me. What's the riskiest hand handy you ever gave? I gave a hand job to my boyfriend while we were in a van with my entire family. Whoa, Whoa. that's fucking rad! You get gold stars, wow. gold a, trophy on for like that. Like a public shuttle between um, Charlottetown and and Halifax. Nice. Wow. I was speaking to someone yesterday and he was telling me about the time that he and his girlfriend banged on their family Sea-Doo in the middle of their, on the lake that their family owned the Sea-Doo on. Wow. In the midday. He was like, yeah, yeah, remind me of the sex, the sex I had on a Sea-Doo. And I was like, how the fuck did that work? And he was like, yeah, we just banged on the Sea-Doo. Sounds in the dangerous. Lake. Yeah. How about you? What's the riskiest, uh, have you ever had like any other kind of risky Risky sex anywhere? Uh, sex, uh, not risque, but um, maybe uh, there's a uh, swingers club up in Toronto called Oasis Aqua Lounge. Oh, yeah. uh, we, Brady and I are, are a, a little familiar with the sex clubs in Toronto. We went to Wicked once. Oh, nice. Yeah, before it shut down. Yeah, uh, awesome place. I hadn't been to o- Oasis, though. It's, uh, it's beautiful. Um, it was the after party for the Toronto Burlesque uh, Festival. Nice. And... Uh, um, yeah, well, it was, uh, when you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring at blue You can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to blue and use promo code. Listen to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Some sex that happened there that, uh, I mean, that place is not, it's not like you disappear. You can if you want, but if you don't give a fuck, like I 
don't give a fuck now, uh, then you can have sex wherever you want and yeah. people will walk by and watch uh, as much as they want. So that would be my risque sex. What uh, was that experience like? Um, like what was the, tell me about Oasis. So Oasis Aqua Lounge uh, in, in Toronto is a beautiful swingers club. Uh, my favorite uh, story about that is, is that uh, we came up, all the burlesquers from Halifax uh, came up and they said, yes, uh, the after party's at Oasis Aqua Lounge. Now, I don't know if, they, if people, that, some of the burlesquers knew ahead of time what this place was like, because everything that the Toronto burlesquers were telling us was, uh, there's a pool there, so bring a, a swimsuit. That's all the information that we got about the place. And uh, this was during a, a heat wave and everything, so we were just stoked beyond belief that we were going to a water go park. for a, going. Yeah, we're going to go for a swim in it's a pool. It's the Aqua Club. This is great. Yeah. yeah. So we get there. We walk into the change rooms, and it's a co-ed change room. <laughs> and to me, I was like, okay, <clears throat> like, no big deal. It's Toronto. We're not in Halifax. Like, co-ed change room. I don't give a fuck. Like, you know, here's my dick. I don't care. And... um and we changed, put a bathing suit on, walked out the, the other side of the change rooms, and there were two people fucking like right there. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> have, you we, watched, have you watched Westworld? I haven't watched Westworld yet. No, there's a scene where they go into this new town. It's like this western town, but it's like it's just it's just pure debauchery. <laughs> and I picture the the like the the bathhouse that they they go to in that in that scene where just like everybody's banging. Like that's what I picture. Well, have you seen uh, eyes wide shut? Yes. Okay. So the scene where they're kind of panning through the house and yeah. all that sort of thing. So we get down to the bottom of the stairs and you have to go down a pretty long hallway before you get to where the, the pool is that they've been talking about this whole time. And we're walking down this hallway and I honestly, in my head, I'm like, I'm in eyes wide shut right now. Like, I'm in eyes wide shut. I'm seriously in eyes wide shut. Like I should have a cool mask. Like what's going on? And then we got to the pool area and all the Toronto burlesque performers were all looking at us like with the biggest smiles on their faces because they were like, I wonder if they knew no, the type yeah. of place that they were coming to. And not a, I, don't, I don't know if maybe some of the rest of them did, but I sure as hell fucking didn't know what place were we were like, coming to. Yeah. Oh, I was so all about it. I was like, I was like, new experience. Fuck yeah. I'm all about it. Cool. And yeah. so the sex that you had in there, was it with someone that you knew or was it a, a sort of random hookup? Uh, it was a random hookup with uh, another burlesque performer from the States. Oh, cool. Yeah. Man, that sounds really exciting. Yeah. And uh, now, okay, so here's my question. I have a question. Mm-hmm. I So I've known, uh, I've I, we've never met, but I've mm-hmm. seen you through social media and stuff. You're yeah. pretty active here in the city, especially mm-hmm. at events and things like that. Um, and I've, I've always attributed a lot of the stuff that you do to... Um, like you're, you're pretty well, um, involved with like the, everything to do about sex show. I know pride, like Halifax pride's a big part of the stuff that you do. Men's and Molly's a bar, a gay bar here in the city. Mm -hmm. I always thought you were gay. Yeah. Are you not? I'm not. And you know what? I do not take it as an insult in any way because of the life that I lead. Yeah. Because of all the things that you just mentioned and because of the type of person that I am. Yeah. Um, uh, when people think that I, that I am gay, um, then, uh, and they come up, they come up and reveal that they were, Oh, I, I didn't realize you were straight. Um, 
then uh, it, it don't, it never offends me mm-hmm. because I realize the type of life that yeah. I lead and the type of things that I give off. And why would it offend anyway? You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, who, well, well, no, I'm not gay. Like, it, there's yeah. nothing offensive about that. It's, it's funny, like, uh, there was a point, uh, men's bar, <laughs> the lead, the bar manager at men's bar uh, came up and asked me one day and he was like, you, you got to tell me because there's so many people coming up to the bar asking, and it's just like just the give me the people want to know. Yeah, the people yeah, right, want to know. Right. Um, but the it men also want to know. The men but, truly want to know. Well, you know what? It also it also doesn't help that um, that I don't have a problem with kissing men. Yeah, and that there are some men out there that uh, I've been out dancing at, uh, like uh, uh, that bar that's beside Men's Bar company house or yeah. men's bar uh, where they're a really attractive man and they want and they want to dance with me and I will dance with them and then uh, they're they will want to make out and I'll make out but for some reason uh, uh, when it comes to anything below the belt I'm just completely turned off Dude, man Dude. we are fucking on the same level right now and I'm actually just like coming to sort of terms with this like I I can't, I can't get behind the idea of anything below the belt. And you know what? I'm sure the listeners of this podcast are probably going to get so goddamn sick of hearing it <laughs> because it's all I want to talk about. But I, I, I had my first makeout with a guy um, uh, maybe about a month ago at a party, and I loved it. It was so fun. It was very exciting, obviously, because it was the first. But I really enjoyed it because I was like, this guy is a, is a very skilled kisser, and this is fun. Yeah. But there was no part of that that made me, um, I didn't get like, like very like sexually aroused, like yeah. you know, below the belt. And there was no part of me that wanted to engage any further in that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know, like, yeah, people ask me, they're like, okay, like, you know, like you're at a party and be the people talking and they're like, so what are some of the sexiest, uh, makeouts that you've ever had? To be honest, one of my sexiest makeouts was with a bearded fella, and we were at company house, and we went downstairs to the to one of the washrooms down there, the, the little tiny washrooms, and we just made out. and And I set the rule ahead of time that you know his this hands can't had go any further. Than yeah, this. Was, yeah, I was like, this isn't going to go to sex. Uh, you have to keep your hands above the waist. I uh, can grab my butt, but you know, anywhere it's on the other side, like that's a no no, and we'll stop like immediately. And he was super respectful of all that um and and he understood that that wasn't going to go any further than that mm-hmm. and uh and we just had this really hot makeout and it was really it was really awesome i got i gotta know how, like other than losing your religion how how did you go from <laughs> masturbating for the first time at 18 and feeling guilty about it to doing burlesque and making out with men and just being like this is who i am and getting your dad on board with your burlesque. <laughs> it's uh, it's uh, uh, it's actually uh, an awakening that uh, awakening that uh, has been happening for you know since about like 2004 when I moved to Halifax all by myself with literally a sleeping bag and 66 bucks and a place to sleep and just kind of starting over this brand new world and this brand new life and uh, I kind of had a really cool. Um, moment at the uh, everything to do I was hosting the everything to do a sex show and um, a bunch of people from St. John New Brunswick that had not seen me since I was Christian kid good boy Stu Metz uh, uh, came to the show because they were like uh, I think it was like a bachelorette party or something 
And they came to the show and we're standing there and the music hit and my name came up on the screen and they just kind of looked at the screen and were like, what? And then I came out on the stage and I was just like, what the fuck's up? Halifax, you know, and like my big booming voice and all this sort of thing. And, and, um, one of the things that uh, gets yelled at my burlesque shows, uh, uh, thank you, Brent McCombs, if you're listening for this uh, catchphrase, but uh, one of the things gets yelled at uh, the burlesque shows is take off your fucking pants. Right. And you'll see this on my social media. You'll see all kinds of things. If it has to, people will literally write, you know, take off your fucking pants. And uh, so when I came out, I was, you know, I was going to, you know, just get right into it. Uh, a bunch of people that know me started yelling, take off your fucking pants. So <laughs> the D, the, uh, the sound guy, he, you know, knew that cause I told him about it ahead of time and he just threw music on immediately. And I just took my pants off on stage <laughs> and then, uh, flashed my ass of course, cause I got a really nice ass. So, yeah, you do. so, uh, I flashed it to, uh, to, uh, the, the crowd and everything. And they were in the audience, uh, with their jaws on the floor. Cause yeah. they were like, what the fuck? This is, you know, super good boy Christian Stu Metz from St. John, New Brunswick. Who the fuck is this? So, but, you know, it's, um, you grow up. I mean, like I was married when I was in St. John, New Brunswick, uh, to a lovely gal. Um, but we got married for all the wrong reasons for very religious reasons, okay. uh, sex before marriage. And, uh, we thought uh, we'll, we'll, we'll escape uh, Jesus's wrath by uh, going through the loophole of getting married. Mm. And uh, oh, so, we, oh, wow. so we were married for two years and then uh, it, uh, it ended and uh, she's much happier now. She teaches English to monks in Nepal now. She has a really awesome life. And I'm here in Halifax running my own, living my dream of being a full-time photographer and all that sort of thing. And we're still friends and everything, but for a time we weren't. Um, but... Uh, yeah, like, uh, you know, I escaped that. And then when I came to Halifax, it was just kind of like, all right, you know, I'm hitting the reset button on my life and I'm going to discover who I am. And luckily, uh, in 2006, I went to uh, a burlesque show uh, for Pink Velvet Burlesque. And all of a sudden it was just like, what the fuck is this? And how do I become a part of it? The light bulb went off. Oh my God, yes. Mm. Because everybody that was on stage was so fierce and so sexually open and it just all the alarm bells and everything in my head was popping off and i got in contact with uh, with the person that runs uh pink velvet burlesque and uh, i was like i'll set up chairs i'll put up your posters i'll sweep the floor like can i just be a part of it in any way and then in 2010 they started a, a boys troop where it was 12 guys and we uh started a, a troop and that was it. It was just from that point on, like the floodgates and the doors were open. So women's burlesque, which I've seen, I've never seen men's, but women's mm-hmm. is like, there's a character, a persona, there a tease and you, like an act of some kind. Yep. So what, what, is it the same for men? So for men, um, where, uh, sorry, for ladies where um, burlesque is basically, the, it's, it's like, um, uh, not a mockery in a bad way, but just a mockery of theater productions, like a serious theater production. Burlesque is like adding a cheeky, uh, fun sexual side to it. And then uh, men's burlesque is that of women's burlesque. Oh, okay. So, I mean, you try and think about, I mean, there, there, you, there are male burlesque performers out there who do a very serious uh, burlesque performance. But just think about it right now. Listeners, close your eyes and think about it right now. A man taking his clothes off. 
it just makes you laugh. It just makes it honestly <laughs> gives you that funny moment of just like, oh, you're so, and that's what it is. That's what uh, male burlesque is. It's us trying to be, uh, you know, as sexy and beautiful and, and graceful as the ladies, but there's always a funny part to it. Right. And I, I've had uh, acts where the whole, the whole first part of the act is so super serious and all that. And, and everyone's just kind of very, you know, like this. And then the music goes down and then uh, I've got my back to the audience and I just look over my shoulder and smile and everybody just loses it because they're like a funny side. It sounds a lot like a, like clown, you know, like the performance of clown. Yeah. Yeah. Um, There's a cheekiness. There's a cheekiness. And also, also like the persona thing, like having a different name or, or do you feel, do you feel like a, a different person when you're, when you're um, your, your persona? Well, this is the thing. Uh, in 2010, there was Stu Metz, who was still kind of very shy and uh, was going on stage to become Buster Price. Mm-hmm. Then over the years, uh, Buster Price became Stu Metz. And so now Stu Metz is the dominant one and Buster Price is the shy, cheeky one. Ah, yeah. okay. Interesting. Yeah. To the point now where <laughs> I'll be doing a, uh, a burlesque show and everyone and whoever the host is will be like, ladies and gentlemen, Stu Metz. Fuck. I mean, Buster Price. Right. Sure. Of course. <laughs> just, oh, that's so funny. Yeah. So the persona is just, people are like, where did this really confident and out there persona come from? Because I remember you before 2010 and you were very shy. And it just all of a sudden uh, came from a moment where I was just like, you know what? I, I just feel happy with life. And, and it was just like a switch flipped and uh the like buster price uh uh, stew metz flips places flipped places it sounds like buster price was like a teacher a mentor it really was Mm -hmm. it really was burlesque i mean everybody says uh uh you're so confident with your body because uh uh, you know i'm in i'm getting in shape now because i do crossfit but uh prior to 2014 i I weighed about 250 pounds Mm. and uh and but there was never a moment that i would go on stage and i would never be confident in my body and that came from burlesque that's amazing the burlesque kind of gave me that body positivity and that body confidence now, it, before you got uh, into the burlesque, like so, let's say uh, 2010 and, and before, um, what was your what was your sexual life like? So I was a I was I was a rave kid before uh, 2010. 2010, I kind of went through a life change, and I, I quit drugs, and I quit alcohol, and I quit all that stuff, and tried to change my life for the better, and, and uh, it's resulted in my company and all that sort of stuff now. Um, but prior to 2010, I was, a, I was a raver kid. I liked to go out to Reflections and dance till 3.30 in the morning and then go to Sabrosa and dance till 8.30 in the morning and then go home and sleep for a couple hours and get up and do it all over again. Mm. Um, so there was a lot of drug-filled, uh, f- drug-fueled uh, sexual experiences that happened during that that, uh, you know, just people just not in, not in the right minds. Everybody's kind of just really happy to be together and you're either in a big giant cuddle puddle that just ends up into sex or from then on. So, and was it like your, your shyness or like your more reserved uh, self? Was there, was there a lot of insecurity or, or anything like that that came with that territory of sex or was it because of the drugs and like the sort of scene that you were able to kind of freely, um, 
love without without judgment or or like negative self talk. So uh, with the drugs were the were the uh, metaphoric person behind me that was being like, no, do it, do it, go, 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 yeah. do it. Mm. Whereas in 2010, I looked inside myself and I found that person to be the one to push me to do things. Mm. Um, uh, as an example. Um, uh, Stu Metz prior to 2010, if you two had asked him to come on this podcast, would be absolutely not for it at all. And he would be, you know, 100% not to do it. Uh, but I've, obviously after 2010 is 100% about it. And uh, I know now, uh, and I freely talk about the fact that I was using drugs for all the wrong reasons back then because I was trying to break free of this shyness that I had. And um, so I, and, and when it was, when it was working, when it was making me, you know, not be afraid to have sex or not be afraid to uh, hit on someone or not be afraid to be in experiences that my shyness would hold me back from, um, that's what it was. That was what it was there. I would. I was thinking, oh, okay, well, then it's good to keep you using drugs. But in 2010, I'm glad that you know, through a bunch of life changes and all that sort of thing, I kind of developed that on my own through myself. Hmm. Yeah. Um, what's What's floating your boat these days? Like what kind of uh, what kind of sex are you are you into? Do you have any specific kinks or or fantasies or anything like that? Um, these days, uh, I just enjoy. Um, I am a I love giving oral. I'm a big time oral lover. So many women just heard that and were like, "Yes," <laughs> which is ex- in, in exactly what you said there. Uh, everyone's like, "Well, of course you're going to say that," but it, it is honestly true. And I have had sexual partners um, that uh, we've gotten to the we've gone through. I just love get, I I get off on hearing a female orgasm. Mm-hmm. That's that's a big time for me, and I love uh, watching her get off from the incredible hard work it is as a man to uh take uh to put your sexual needs on hold and uh go down between a woman's legs and just give her that orgasm through using your your tongue your lips your sucking and your fingers Mm. to me uh that's a huge victory if you give uh a woman an orgasm that way and i lucked out with partners that i would do that for them and we'd pause for a little bit and then I would do it again and then we'd cuddle and then we'd go out to dinner and then the sexual partner uh, would look at me and be like, oh, fuck, we didn't even fuck. Like, what's going on? <laughs> and, I was, and, and to me, it wasn't, uh, maybe it's my sub, uh, subness of me, but uh, to me, it wasn't, sex has never been about my orgasm. It's been about my partners. And I get off on, and I don't know the term for it, and if a sexual educator wants to tell me what the term for it is, um, I get off on this thought orgasm in my head that uh, this gratification that I've just given my partner an incredible orgasm to the point where her legs are wrapped around my head and she's just experiencing it. Um, And then to be able to do that again before we even get to the sex part uh, is just, that's how I just... Like this, the to me the sex part after that is just the the icing, icing. on the the icing on the cake. I think that's fantastic. Um. <laughs> that's what happens when ninety percent of your friends are female, and a lot of them are lesbian, and they they are not shy about telling you what a woman wants because who better to tell you what a woman wants than women? Yeah, right. I feel like maybe I'm jumping around a little bit here, but I it's I just okay. wanted to talk about uh, when you were married. 
And mm-hmm. what, your sex life when you were married did was it pretty like Christian? It was. It was. It was, was pretty, it pretty Christian. Christian. It was pretty Christian because. Um, did you pray a lot when you guys fucked? <laughs> <laughs> did you take the Lord's name in vain? <laughs> <laughs> um, it was pretty Christian because um, I got married when I was nineteen. Yeah. Nineteen mm. years old. So. Um, so that was still pretty early in my sex life. So, uh, and I feel bad because uh, my my wife at the time was a lot more sexual uh, experienced than I was, and I was pretty vanilla. And uh, so, unfortunately, uh, there was lots of times that I felt I I didn't uh, fulfill her needs sexually, and um, which probably led to a lot of what uh, what led to us not being a couple anymore, uh, among other reasons and stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was lots of missionary position. Do you think that that experience of of you know not living up to her expectations or her needs plays a, a big role into this whole like loving to get a woman off before your you know before uh, you know getting finished off yourself? One hundred percent. Yeah, it's mm. just um, when like you. Like some people say, um, your kink is, just comes from uh, like a bad experience or something like that. Or sometimes your kink comes from just wanting to, uh, uh, thinking back to something that happened when you were younger and wanting to make it right. Mm. And, uh, and so I, I just think that my kink came from the fact that I wasn't, that I didn't feel that I was uh, uh, giving her what she wanted. And so now, when I have sex now, it's very much like I just want to give them as many orgasms as possible before it gets to mine. Hmm. Did you have any any like really embarrassing uh, sexual experiences in in terms of you know um, not being very sexually active until you're late, like later in your life? And yeah, uh, not a specific one, but it took me a long time to learn to be more than just a vanilla sexual missionary position fella because um uh i just grew up you know crazy you know super christian and then after that it was just uh i didn't really date a lot because i had you know like i was freshly divorced and living in halifax by myself so um uh, so it took me a while, but luckily I fell in with a lot of really good friends that were like, oh, well, you know, we won't show you, but we'll each, we'll at least tell you how to, mm. you know, up your sex game. So I'm really curious about the, how you came to realize that you were, um, so, so sexually comfortable with yourself that you are, that you were cool with like, um, Making out, with making out with a guy, and just like and and enjoying yeah. that, and I'm glad you and, said that. and not being, not sort of uh, feeling like there's anything wrong with that, or or not having like some sort of existential fucking breakdown about your you know what you identify as sexually. I think it comes from uh, the fact that uh, back when I was married, um, and I was I was a really heavy guy when I was married, and um, I. Uh, back then I was, I just kind of had that moment where I was like, okay, this is my life now. Like I work in a call center, I'm married, I'll probably have a kid and I go to church and that's, and I thought like, that's my life now and that's it. And, uh, so when my life took a left turn and I, you know, came down to Halifax and I kind of built my life, uh, the wrong way through drugs, uh, but then started building my life the right way through, you know, 
just being a, a really healthy person and cleaning myself up and all that sort of thing. Um, I feel like I look back on that Stu Metz that was married and all that sort of thing and just think, uh, you know, I'm more than that now. Like I've left that, that smallness that I thought I was back then and I want to be something big now. And so whenever um, uh, like a adventure or something comes my way, I just kind of, I'm, I'm not repelled by it. I'm kind of like, I'm more curious that it's come my way and I want to see what it's like and see if I like it or if I don't like it. And, and uh, yeah, like being on stage and doing uh boylesque, I mean, you know, sometimes it just calls for us to kiss mm. and uh, yeah, just something happened, something clicked one day and I was just like, wow, this is like, I'm, you know, I'm getting scratched up by this beard, but I, you know, this is sexy as fuck. And, mm. and I think it's, and I just thought it was hot. And there's been times where we've stripped at bachelorette parties and the women there all want to see us make out. And so we just do just because right. it, it, it's making them happy. And um, <coughs> so, Is yeah. there a really hard line there? Like in terms of, you know, you're talking about how um, nothing below the belt, you can grab my ass, but like, don't touch, don't touch me there. And, you know, vice versa. Um do you think that do you think that that will evolve as you as you sexually uh, evolve yourself? Maybe mm-hmm. uh, I've never I haven't really experienced the sexual side of it, and I felt like if we went as far as to have uh, a pretty sexy hot makeout, which was the the one at uh, uh, com- com- yeah downstairs. company house, um, but I didn't get erect or anything from it. So mm-hmm. I don't know if that's just my body not accepting, uh, the, uh, signals that were going into me or if, uh, or if it's just literally not something that turns me on. Right. But you enjoyed the experience sensually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I'm so glad that I'm not <laughs> alone in that. Like I, cause I, I'm not going to lie. Like I, I, not that I had a crazy meltdown or anything like that, but I, I was going like, what, like, what is going on? Mm-hmm. Like, does does this mean I'm, I am more this than that? Like, am I more bisexual than, than, than you know your your average person? But like, I don't even like. Do you label yourself as anything? Like, do you do you identify as anything but a straight male? There was a, a time uh, because. Uh, I was still trying to figure out who I was. Um, And obviously with making out with uh, men was kind of just throwing me all over the place. And I have uh, transgender friends and I was like, what, who am I and what's going on and what's my gender identity and everything. But uh, I feel like I just got to the point where uh, I'm just a really, uh, I'm a, I'm a straight male who's just open. Yeah. And I don't know if that works as a term uh, in the world today, but we should make up a word right now. Yeah. We, should, we should turn. We should coin it right now. No, no more words. No, no more, more words. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, and and uh, it's, so I'm a straight person who's just very open to new experiences because I lived a very small town uh, Christian kid m- most of my life, and I'm just maybe still, uh, or not maybe still. I'm definitely still somebody who's trying to figure himself out. Hey, high five to that! I also was small town Christian upbringing, and uh, I feel like a certain amount of that repression is well, why I'm sitting behind this microphone. Right yeah. Now. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and uh, another great thing that 
worked to opening me up. And this one came before 2010, which was the uh, Halifax World Naked Bike Ride. <laughs> yeah, you were talking about that earlier before we recorded. So uh, my lovely friend, uh, Jules, who is uh, very sexually open, um, she invited me to go to the World Naked Bike Ride. That was a huge deal because we're talking before 2010 here. And uh, that was a huge deal for me to go. We were in the bus stop theater changing our clothes, and I was like, are we really going to do this? And I was like, yeah, fuck it. And to add on to it, uh, the bike that I used was a BMX, and you can't really sit down for very long <laughs> on a BMX, so I had to stand up the whole time. So just, it was just, just like... swaying in the wind. Penis out, here it is. <laughs> and how it was just mad liberating, eh? I As soon as we... Because we came out of the back of the bus stop theater and just started going down. And as soon as we were going, it was just like, I think a lot of chains and a lot of ropes and a lot of things that have been holding me down for a very long time were broken that day. Mm. Did you do any uh, special grooming for that ride? No. and (laughs) (laughs) Or strategic (laughs) growing of any sort? So um, until I got to uh, Burlesque in 2010, I did not... (laughs) I did not know about <laughs> grooming below the belt, and uh, I I happily groom now. But uh, yeah, I did not know about that. I'm I'm still Bob, Bob Ross style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would make Bob Ross very happy. With, yeah. He'd be like, "Oh, nice fro." Can I say that I also like like hygiene is one thing, but like grooming, like shaving, or um, like other than getting like a bikini wax or whatever for bathing suit season is not not something that I ever did or considered until we started sleeping together. Yeah, man, I'll tell you, the first time I went I, down on you, I was like, holy <laughs> fuck! <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I, mean, but, I must have what? been like 23. Yeah, yeah, and it was actually like fucking shocking for me yeah. <laughs> uh, because I was totally used to like, um, like from that, like my high school experience of sex all the way up to you, it was like the thing was not, not a fucking hair. But like, I only had had, well, I had other sexual partners, but I had yeah. one long-term sexual partner and he, like, I can't imagine he ever would have... Uh, well, we lost our virginity to each other, and like he was always super all about natural and yeah. whatever. Like he never ever said anything to me. Do you remember? <laughs> do you remember when you when? So I never said anything to you either because I I was just like, look, I like this girl a lot. If she wants to have a big old hairy bush, then then all the power to her. I am on board. But I remember one day very specifically, I got a text from you and it, all it said was, Hey Jeremy, what do you think about Brazilians? And I was like, uh, like the people, <laughs> what were you going with this? You're like, no, no, no. Like, like actual, like full on waxing. And I was like, I think it's uh, pretty awesome. And then the next thing you knew, you bear, you were bear. And I was like, Oh, okay. That's a kind of pain. That's also addictive in, mm-hmm. a, in kind of a, a sexual way. And I always talk to my waxers about, I don't do that anymore, but because I have laser now, but I, um, I, I used to talk to my waxers about that all the time. I'm like, do you ever see, do you ever, can people get turned on? Do, have you ever, Stu, have you ever been waxed or have you ever gone to like uh, doing burlesque? You know, you're, you're wearing, uh, you know, like what you're wearing right now. Yeah. Um, it would make sense if you, if you did, have you ever done that? I have not waxed. Uh, I've shaved. I, I, when I, sh- when I'm grooming down there, I have a special shaver and it has like attachments that go onto it. And I use like an attachment that 
keeps that shaves it till it's just like till the hair's just ab- above the, the skin. skin. But uh, there was once that I shaved it uh, bare because uh, a friend of mine and I were doing a photo shoot and we all wanted to have we all wanted to take socks and put them over our dicks and ah. and just do that kind of photo shoot and. Um, I did that, and that was the most uncomfortable yeah. feeling as it was growing back in. Yeah. I've never experienced, and so the grooming where it's still above the skin, I feel like it's sharp for a couple of days, and then I'm good. That's mm. good. So, uh, where do you get these attachments? That's really interesting. I never heard of that. Um, so it's a it's a Gillette shaver, and uh, I just went on YouTube, which is, teaches me literally everything, everything these days. And I went on YouTube and typed in male body grooming, and it was the like first one that came up, and it was like a Gillette, and I don't know the name of it right now, but Great. I've had it for a while, and you can take it in the shower with you and get it wet as much, you know, yeah. it's totally fine. Would you ever get your butthole waxed? I would do it for the experience. Yeah, me too. It's yeah. it's so not. It's like you don't you don't feel anything. About oh, really? It. Yeah, okay, no. yeah. I I would love to have my my butthole waxed. Um, as a man, can I, I? As a man who enjoys eating pussy, do you have a preference on ha- ha- on hair? Like, um, so, uh, as a guy that you know, uh, from twenty, from two thousand, and every from after I kind of left the Christianist behind, was watching a lot of pornography and all that sort of thing. You kind of get it in your head through watching pornography that the only acceptable uh, pussy is uh, is hairless pussy, mm-hmm. and uh, so. Uh, going into sex and everything, uh, because I was conditioned, uh, I would, if, if my partner didn't have, uh, you know, a bald pussy, then I would be turned off by it. Yeah. Yeah. And it was only through the graciousness of a lot of my friends that were like, no, like pussy is pussy is pussy is pussy. Yeah. Um, that now I could give, I could give a fuck. I wouldn't I didn't I wouldn't give a shit either. I mean, like you were saying, like hygiene is, is, the, yeah, the important thing. That's you know that's I mean? pretty much it. It's yeah. uh, it's a hygiene thing that uh, you know if 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 I'm willing to make sure that I'm clean down there, then I hope that my yeah. sexual partner makes sure too. So, man, this has been uh, a super fun conversation. Can I ask Thanks. one more question? Yeah, about of course. Pussy? Do you do you ever go do you go down on girls who are on their period? Uh, I have. Yeah. Yeah. And does that weird you out? Uh, uh, it was a little weird at first. Um, but, uh, I felt that, um, basically I would just use my hands a lot more in that situation. Um, but I feel like if a woman's, uh, willing to go down on me, uh, and give me a blowjob, uh, and, uh, then I should be willing to go down on her and it doesn't matter the time of year or time of month. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Amen to that. Yeah. Fuck yeah. This has been a great conversation. (laughs) I concur. Yeah. (laughs) Um, is there, is there anything that we haven't touched on that you'd like to add? Uh, the only other kink that I have is, um, when it comes to, uh, being, uh, either whipped or hit with a riding crop on my back. Okay. And it's, it's, uh, and for some reason, I don't know why, I don't know where this came from. I just went to uh, a kink night one time and someone was like, let me whip you on the back. And I was like, all right, cool. And they did. And it was the best thing I've ever felt in my life. And (laughs) I'm now like super turned on when, and I will only let certain people do it. Unfortunately, Mm. the gal that was the best at it now lives in Alberta. Uh, Rouge Fatale lives in Dartmouth and I live in Halifax. So that, so I can only make that happen every once in a while. Um, But uh, um, the, uh, uh, I just get a, I just get really off on getting strike 
like striked on the back, like hard. And I mean, like, not just like, you know, whack, you know, I'm just going to hit you. But I mean, like, crack you are winding up and putting your full arm strength yeah. into it yeah having so, having this having the sound barrier broken on your skin yeah like i want to like i want to feel it i want to feel it for days and i want to look in the mirror and see it for days that yeah. has to that there's got to be some sort of christian what is it called prostration prostration mm. oh maybe uh, or of like you know of hitting yourself um i i bet i bet that's in there i bet that's in there somewhere yeah. I I honestly uh, enjoy it um, uh, uh, to the point that uh, during sex, um, if uh, my partner wants to uh, dig their nails into, their, into my back to the point that I bleed, I love that. Uh, I'm all about it. Have you ever been punched in the face while while having sex? I haven't done the or I haven't been punched in the face, but I've asked been asked to punch in the face. Yeah, I, I've been I've been asked to, but I actually one time uh, Bridie punched me right in the mouth while we were. Did yeah. you remember that? Yeah. Well, you did I ask you, for it? You did. And I I did you enjoy it? Loved it. Yeah, I fucking loved it. Yeah, it I've had great. I've had a sexual partner that um, she really wanted me to. Uh, clamped down on her neck with my teeth uh-huh. as like and it, not just like clamped down so that I'm I've got a hold of her neck but like as if I'm trying to take a chunk out of her neck yeah, yeah. to the end and uh, and hold that for as long as we could during the sex and uh, and like literally till she got to orgasm until I got to orgasm and um she was just all about it. And I mean, I would take my, I would let that go and that teeth mark would be there for, for a while, for a very, I mean, it would bruise and everything. So, oh, yeah. but mm-hmm. she was all about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's like so, a scariness that to that in terms of like consent and things too, because I've been like, imagine if I had hit you and you were like, Whoa, I didn't mean that hard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <totally. laughs> you know? Well, that's, I think that's why where communication is key, right? Like yeah, that's, that's absolutely. why, if you are get you know d- deciding to get into that kind of uh, play while you're having sex, like there has to be very strong communication. There's got to be there's got to be like safe words, you know, or, or at least some sort of agreement of like if I say you know like if I say green, I mean go. If I say red, I mean fucking stop. Or you know however however you want to word it, but um, communication is key when it comes to that stuff. But god damn it, it can be fun. Oh yeah, to play with that kind of stuff. You know? When it's when it's uh, welcomed, when it's uh, something that's been communicated that that's what they want. Yeah. Then uh, I'm all about it. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm willing to give it to them. You know, whatever way it makes them get off. So sweet. Yeah. Um, well, that was awesome. That was awesome. Yes. One last thing that I want to say is uh, I am a male that also has had a vasectomy. And I just wanted, so it's out there, to say that men who have vasectomies are still as sexually active and sexually aroused as possible ah. post-surgery. Sweet. Interesting. Yeah. Did it take yeah. a while to like recover? Uh, it was 10 days recovery, <laughs> um, but for to fully heal, it was probably about uh, less than a month. Did you but, have to take time off of sex? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, uh, I've actually had two surgeries down there. One was the vasectomy and one was an adult circumcision. Dude, are you, are we like the same person? When I, was your uh, circumcision? Uh, June, 2015. Did you have phimosis? 
I did. So did I. Yeah. I got so circumcised. So I'm like so glad that you said that word because I completely. I was. I was like, you've in my head just a second ago. I was like, you've forgotten the scientific term for it. Well, so. you know what? It's very. It's a lot more common than people think. And yeah. you're actually the second guest on Termion who also have phimosis. There we but go. He hasn't gotten circumcised and is uh, choosing not to. Oh wow! Yeah, but, I mean, like the only reason that I got it done is because while I was getting the vasectomy, all that sort of thing done. Um, I can't remember the name of the specific type of doctor. Urologist? Uh, there we go. Uh, at uh, the QE2, he, he, he was just checking me out, and he said, oh, you have phimosis. And I was like, what's that? And he was like, uh, well, when you get sexually aroused, are you is it a little sore? And I said, yeah, but I've just dealt with that my whole life. And he said, well, we can fix that. We mm-hmm. have the technology. Woo. There is, uh, so, you know. Did you get the, the full? I the got full, full on circumcised. Full on taken full off, on, eh? snip off the hood. I'm, I went from a, a turtleneck to a, a crew neck in a day. Nice. And I, I love it. I went for the dorsal, the dorsal slit. Okay, so the couple slits, and now there's room for it to actually yeah, roll so, down off the head. So the head's still with uh, underneath of the uh, the. The foreskin. The foreskin mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, but it can be peeled down. Yeah. So so again, if the, if there's anybody out there who's listening to this, any men in particular who are listening to this, and they have any issues of pain around their head because the foreskin feels tight, go get that fucking checked because it changed my it changed my life in like sexually like it it. I wasn't able to have sex. That's why I did it. Mm. Yeah. I wasn't able to like have intercourse. Um, it was so painful. And, uh, the, the first sex that I had, like after I healed up, I felt like I was a a virgin all over again Yeah, because my head obviously has never been on the outside of my foreskin (laughs) Yeah, and is super sensitive. So Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, super interesting, man. I love that. We're literally like just having so many, (laughs) like, this is great. Um, cool. Well, fucking great. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for coming in. No, thank you. Just being super open as a human being and, Awesome. Thank you guys for inviting me and for doing this podcast because I think it's going to do a lot of really good uh, things for for the people listening. And uh, I hope hope it uh, continues. Thanks, man. I hope so, too. Um, And thank you all for listening. Uh, We we are so glad you did. Yeah, I hope you learned something new. Yeah. And, uh, of course, we'll be back next week with another uh, fascinating uh, conversation with somebody else. But in the meantime, if you liked what you heard, uh, take some time to head on over to iTunes and give us a rating and a review and subscribe, of course. Um, but those ratings and reviews are really important. Uh, I would love to be on the new and noteworthy list. My God, that would be great for our, our little podcast. So uh, any of any of the the ratings and reviews go towards just again, essentially putting us on the on the list on the podcast iTunes charts. So uh, that stuff's really helpful. And of course we're on uh, Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. Go check out our, our social media. Cause there's a, I'm sure a whole bunch of interesting, fun shit that you can check out there. And uh, yeah, that is it for today. Mm. Until next time. Go fuck yourself. <laughs>
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.